Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to The Messy Table, an ordinary space for real women, imperfect stories, and the God who's at work in our mess. And if we haven't yet had the chance to meet, my name is Jen Jewell, and I am just grateful to host this faith-fueled conversation-style podcast, which unleashes a fresh perspective into your speakers and your earbuds every other Tuesday. And here with me today as my amazing co-host is my good friend, Amy Groeschel. Y'all, we are partnered with the women of our church, Life Church, where we're also huge fans of the YouVersion Bible app. God's Word literally in your back pocket for free wherever you go. It's just such a great tool for digging into God's Word each and every day. And beyond those things, one of the greatest joys we have is locking arms with women from all over the church, all over the capital C church, who are willing, just willing, to share a piece of their life. So after years of following Jesus, one thing that continues to amaze me is seeing and hearing about God's actual work in the lives of real people. Not something that's manufactured, not something we try to make happen with our very best efforts, but the way that only God can soften our hearts or give us unexpected desires or fill us with peace when we should be terrified or give us the surprising ability to extend grace to others, especially when they don't deserve it. In Ezekiel 36, God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Y'all make no mistake, He is the one who does it. And that evidence of His presence is one of the very best things of all. So I have some fantastic news, and that is that the warm and charming Jasmine Reynolds is here with us today, ready to share a piece of her beautiful story right here at the messy table. And Jazz is a wife and mom and communicator and pastor at Life Church who has experienced both the subtle and massive changes that come with seeking God. Guys, Jazz's story is just overflowing with his faithfulness. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and join Amy and me for a chat with Jazz. All right. Well, we have so been looking forward to this. So, Jazz, welcome to the messy table. Thank you. Yes, thank welcome. you so much for having me. Yay. Yes, we really have looked forward to it, Jazz. I think I first met you when you were uh, roommates with my daughter Mandy yes. in Tulsa. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it seems like a lifetime ago because so much has happened. But my first impression was just wow. This girl is so sharp. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound like super spiritual, but yeah, you just carried yourself with confidence. And um, I know that God's done a big work in your life. We loved hearing your story. So I can't wait for our Messy Table listeners to know you. Mm-hmm. Tell us like about you, Jazz, your yeah. family, what you do, um, yeah. all the things that we need to know Thank about you. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I have been married for almost five years and two months after we got married, got pregnant. <gasps> yes. It was a shock to us all. Shock to us all. But yeah, we wound up getting pregnant with our first. Um, and so we have our daughter Mila and then mm-hmm. got pregnant with Judah. Mm-hmm. And we have a third on the way now. Beautiful. And so super excited just to And you guys, she has this does. little tiny bump that's <laughs> so stinking I cute. I mean, yes. Jaw-dropping, adorable. Oh, Making everybody so else. Sweet. I felt like I just got gigantic <laughs> when I was pregnant. And you're just so cute. Well, I feel 
like that now, you know, after you've had a couple, you like show so much sooner. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I'm yeah. at the point and I'm not even halfway, but I feel like I'm at the point where I'm just always full uh, yes. all the time. Yes. <laughs> Your body's like, I know what to do. Yeah. Literally. I got yes. this. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so we're expecting our third and um, I have been a, a pastor with Life Church now for almost five and a half, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got to do different things, youth pastor. And then now I sit in a social media role, um, which I which I really love. So. And you do a lot of communication for Life Church. I do overall in church online as I well. I do, which is seriously an answer to prayer. I love, I love that part of my role. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so, a lot of people probably, if they follow Life Church, is going to recognize your face because, yes, you've been a great role oh, on thank you church online and things like that. I love it. Yeah. I love getting to be a part of it for sure. Okay, so I know you grew up in New York. I did. I grew up in Queens. That's where I lived uh, for 22 years. I actually grew up in the house that my dad moved into when Mm. his family moved over from Haiti. Wow. And so, yeah, that home had been in our family for for years. Um, Mm, And so I got to grow up in Queens. And um, when I was 22 was the first time I moved out and realized that not everybody likes to rush (laughs) where it is that they are going. (laughs) That big of a difference? Uh, Yes, it was a very big culture shock. Um, I moved first from New York to Arizona to go to grad school. Oh, wow. And I remember people leaving their doors unlocked and their car doors unlocked and me being like, aren't you Hmm. like Like, nervous at all that somebody's (laughs) going to just come in randomly? And uh, people kind of looked at me like I was a little crazy, but for real. Like, I remember walking the subway and my dad, former police officer, was like very particular of the kind of bag I carried, making sure that I always had zippers. If I didn't, then it was always mm-hmm. in front of me, standing on the subway or even okay. just wherever. Safety, I'm just always aware. Everything. So yes. New York and your dad, like yes. you had kind of double. That's double yeah. down. I did, yes. <laughs> yes. A very protective NYPD officer as a father. Yes. 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 But I don't detect any accent and you yeah. have a vibe that is so Southern and yes. lay back. <laughs> so, Which is so funny because people are like, you're so nice for a New Yorker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I've always been somebody who just wants to be really friendly all the time. But mm-hmm. whenever I go back, there's almost like a switch mm. to where I'm like, I have to like be serious and I can't make eye contact with people. Oh, wow. And I'm just always in a rush. And I didn't actually realize that I was living with a lot of anxiety until I moved out. Mm. Because whenever I went back, I was always so over aware mm-hmm. of the things that were happening mm-hmm. and what could happen that I wasn't able to enjoy. Wow. And so that's where a lot of like the maybe Southern hospitality comes from is because I'm like, okay, I can relax. <laughs> like I don't have to be nervous about, you know, yeah. somebody. Was your family like something. that though? Like you surely got it from somewhere. Oh, my mom. My mom's Puerto Rican. So yeah, so that's my mom for sure. My accent, because I was in special ed for a long time, my accent was a trigger for my students. Mm. And so I worked really hard on making sure that like mm. my A's and my O's weren't as like, when I say coffee, I needed to say coffee oh, okay. or yeah. something wow. like that. So my students weren't like, what? What are you yeah. saying? Oh. And so worked on my accent quite a bit. And even for like Life Church Online, I try to be intentional with not just saying like, give me that bag over there, <laughs> which is natural for Get me. The and you're like, no, give me the bag. 
I need yeah. a bag that year. So, so yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you miss most about New York City? Uh, the food, mm. for oh, sure. Okay, the yeah. diversity of the food where I lived, um, and even obviously in the city, you can have an Italian restaurant, an Indian restaurant, a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like you had so many on one block mm. that mm. whatever you were craving, you could go in. And I just miss pizza and garlic knots. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and truly I authentic. Yes. yes. Italian. Yeah. Not the same here pizza. in Oklahoma. I mean, it's, mm. <laughs> I mean mm. there's a place in Oklahoma for pizza and bagels that I'm like, this is the closest okay. I'll get. And okay. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we know life can be amazing. And then we yeah. also know that it can be hard. It yeah. can be tough. And yeah. we just want you to take us a little deeper into your story. Yeah. Um, one of things been messy, but still God has been faithful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that very thing and love the fact that this is called the messy table mm-hmm. just because it sheds light on not the mess, but God's work within the mess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the fact that our lives are not perfect, obviously, mm-hmm. but the through line is his goodness yes. within it all, even if we don't see it in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so kind of bringing it back all the way to almost the beginning. Uh, when I was eight years old, my parents wanted to surprise me with uh, a new room. And so they actually brought me and my brother to Georgia to spend some time with my grandparents uh, so that they can repaint mm, and you kind of, you know, take me out of from like a kid room to like a preteen uh, room. Yeah. And after they brought me and my brother there to spend time with family, uh, they wound up going back to New York. And after they had left, uh, I was sexually abused by my cousin. Mm. And that really started a lot of the like, where's my safety? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where's my safety net? And then even like fast forwarding, I looked different than the people that I went to school with. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the things that I had experienced were, um, bullying because I look different, Mm -hmm. whether it be my hair color, my texture of the hair, my Mm. skin color. They told me that even though you were in this diverse area of New York City, you went to a private school. I did. I went to a private school. And so I was one of five, six people who were not white. Mm. And I remember crying to my mom and and asking, why don't I have white skin and Mm. blonde hair and blue eyes? Um, Because I just I didn't want to be different. Yeah. I wanted to fit in yeah. what I we thought was fitting fit in. in. Yeah. And not be picked on because yeah. preteens are hard anyway. There's a yes, lot of things happening. Mm-hmm. No less looking different, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that even further had me questioning. And even though I went to a private school and we talked about God, God felt so distant. Mm-hmm. And so when people talked about this loving and caring God, I couldn't understand that mm-hmm. because I kept looking in the mirror and hating what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't understand when people were like, Jesus loves me. He created me. What? It, it didn't seem real to me right. because I couldn't make that connection. And so I remember going to my mom one day and being like, Mom, um, I don't believe in your God. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to church. I'm not doing anything. Stop asking me to go to church with you. Mm-hmm. Were you that young, like eight, nine? I That was fast forward. So about middle school, high okay. school is when I was like, I'm making the decision. I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, because we obviously know everything yes, when we're yes. when we're in middle school and high school. Um, but those are real questions that come up. It's true. Yeah. For many of us. It's true. And I think that like that's my mom 
when you meet, like she's just a praying woman mm-hmm. and she is not just devoted to the Lord, but she's devoted to also prayer, mm-hmm. knowing that she is not in control of yeah. things, but she can go to the one who can change Come things. Yes. Come on, mama. So, Come on, mom. For real. Let's yes. be praying. Yes. yes. It is a testament to moms being relentless in their prayer. Mm-hmm. And so even when I went to my mom and, and was mean and made fun of her God and made fun of her for believing in a mm. God, that a God can exist, she was relentless in praying for me. And she was also relentless in asking me to go to church. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, and so when I graduated from high school, that's when um, she invited me to church one more time. And I was like, Ma, I'll go to church with you one last time. Just stop asking me. Yeah. If I go, would you just stop? And so I, I went with her and it wasn't like, oh, this is what I've been missing my whole life. Right. But it was more of like, Well, I think now I just have more questions. Mm -hmm. Like if this God does exist, then why did this happen to me? Or why did that happen to me? Or why is there this in the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love questions. And so mm-hmm. I am yeah. a question asker. Yes. So. yes. Which I I love the fact that there is also this safe space that we are also creating to ask questions yeah. and to not shame in asking of the question. Mm-hmm. Because I also felt like I had to have all the answers mm-hmm. when I first yeah. began my relationship with the Lord is I had to know everything. But we don't. I mean, we're not God, so we're not going to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I didn't I didn't feel like this was some life changing earth shadow experience when I went to church for the first time, but I wanted to ask more questions. Mm -hmm. And so I got a Bible at the store and decided to flip to a book and read the first book. Oh, gosh. You didn't have a Bible? Not, no. We had like a family Bible. Okay. That I didn't read. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I got like one that I could understand. And I read through Romans, which oh. I don't recommend as the first book for anybody to read. Well, it's uh, better than Leviticus. It's true. It is so true. It's yeah. so true. But I remember on the subway when I would go to work, I would read through Romans. And this is where I was like, oh, my goodness, life is so much bigger than hmm. just me. Wow, that's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where uh, my journey started with the Lord. And then uh, I got my first Christian boyfriend, (laughs) obviously, you know, Um, he was in the band and all the things. first Christian boyfriend. Um, (laughs) Your first Bible, your first Christian boyfriend. It was a big year, a week or whatever. You're still in New York? Yes, I'm still in New York at this time. Okay. And so now this is about 18, 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got my first Christian boyfriend. The first two years were so great. Uh, great as in they were unhealthy because we were 18, 19, but mm-hmm. good enough as mm-hmm. a relationship, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it started to turn a corner where I started asking more questions about what it actually looks like to follow Jesus mm-hmm. and that scripture isn't just for us to read and mm-hmm. for our pleasure, but this is a guide for us and how we can live our life. And so there were things that I wanted to stop doing so that we can honor the Lord in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But that was no longer an option for him on his end. Mm -hmm. And so there became a lot of emotional 
um, abuse, mm. physical, sexual abuse within mm. the relationship mm. that for another two plus years, I felt trapped. And mm. anybody who has been in a relationship, regardless of if you're married or dating, yeah. there comes a point where you're like, I don't think I can get out. Like I've tried mm. to get out and the response is no. Mm. And even though we didn't live together, if I tried to break it off, there was physical restraint or mm. there was like, no one's going to love you. What are you going to oh. do? Mm. Nobody's going to want somebody damaged like you. Mm. And, and there's so, probably part of you that like wanted it to maybe get better or thought maybe it could. Exactly. Well, and especially if we're going to church together, I thought surely he'll understand. Mm-hmm. Like yes. we're reading the same Bible. Yeah. And this isn't to knock him at all. We were just in different places at that yeah. point. I think that that was a clear indicator. We mm-hmm. were just in different places in our walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I wanted it to get better, but I realized like the more I felt worse about in the relationship I realized that this was not going Mm -hmm. to work Mm -hmm. and um one day wound up like asking for God to make a way Mm -hmm. like if this is it then clearly shift something in our relationship and if not give me the strength to get out yes and was able to get out of the relationship. And that's when I moved to Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to grad school then for special education, elementary education. Mm -hmm. And that season, um, even though I was now out of this relationship, there were these years of trauma that I had experienced Mm -hmm. that I now with Nobody that I really knew. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my old church. I didn't have my friends. I didn't have my family. Like there was this healing journey mm-hmm. of now like I'm on my face on the floor mm-hmm. crying, asking God to reveal himself to me wow. and asking him to tell me that the promises and the things that I'm reading in scripture of who he says I am aren't just words on a page, but that they're for me. And that's how he sees me. And to help me see that in myself when I look in the mirror or when Mm -hmm. I'm walking down the street or interacting with someone, like I really wanted to just believe these promises Mm -hmm. that they were for me. And as easy as it sounds like to say now, that was a really hard healing season. But it was the most beautiful. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because... There's nothing like feeling and feeling like your eyes are open for the first time of experiencing truly like the love of God, right? Um, Yeah. Because you were having to heal from like that verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, You had to get your mind renewed, right? Oh, yeah. And so. Because I started to believe them. Right. That's exactly right. Even though it sounds like utter nonsense looking back or hearing it like really like who would believe no one would love you or you're damaged or whatever yeah um but it would confirm every insecurity and then the enemy can pounce on that oh yeah and so as you just described uh i want you to continue with your story but you just described like you're asking god make a way and then you're asking him reveal yourself reveal that this is true for me like how how are you staying strong spiritually in that place or what led to you mm-hmm. being in that condition where you yeah. were um seeking god as the answer for the healing yeah. and 
Yeah. I I literally cut everything out. So anything okay. that wasn't life-giving as far as like music, TV shows, I now lived in a completely different place where mm-hmm. I could cut people out of my life yep. that weren't healthy fresh for start. me. Yeah, it was truly a fresh start. I didn't have the comfortability of going to my mom and crying in her lap and her stroking my hair and telling me things mm-hmm. are going to be okay. Yeah. Like this was removing myself from everything that I had ever known truly, I think, was the key for me was the key because the only thing I knew at that point was if I was going to go to God or if I wasn't going to go to God and do whatever I wanted to do. Mm. And with how badly I was hurting, I... I chose to lean into him. Mm -hmm. And so that looked like me literally going to scripture constantly. That was the book. Scripture was the book I was reading. And then in addition to that, going and seeking out other now figures who were Mm like-minded, who I knew I wasn't crazy, but were going to point me even in the midst of my hurt and all the things I was processing Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. back to Jesus. And so for me, that's what worked because I had no other comfort really right. other than Jesus. Yes. And it's such just a testament of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, yes. you know, because that's not what we humans do on our own. Oh, like, how can I seek God and how can I be more righteous and, mm-hmm. and follow him, you know, and really trust that his ways yeah. are leading us to life? We don't do that naturally. Yeah. yeah. I also, because you've mentioned this to me before, yeah. I kind of want you to go back because yeah. I know you had a teacher or professor at some point yes. that was an atheist. Mm-hmm. And then I know yeah. at some point you re- actually read Craig's book, which is yes. what introduced oh. you to Life Church. Yes, so if you would is. just touch on that, yeah. I feel like that's worth oh, very mentioning. Cool. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was in that that phase of high As soon as I got into high school, I was in choir, as some are, <laughs> and uh, was, though, in a private Catholic school Mm. and my teacher was an atheist and he heard a lot of the picking on that would happen. I was made fun of for my weight because I was thin. Mm. Um, Mm. And so he heard a lot of the, the picking on that would happen to me, like in the hallways and stuff like that. And he would just ask me if I was okay. And he, because he was really the only person that asked like the second question, Mm. I was like, okay, you do care, yeah, like a little bit. And because of that, I was intrigued with then what he had to say mm-hmm. and the wisdom that I thought he had, you know. To yeah. that fuel some of yeah, some of those. Yeah, to even- where he was like, why don't you just read this book? And why don't, and it was all about how like God doesn't exist. Oh, no. And in a hurting world, like it's because there is no God. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where a lot of that began to continue to fuel the fire of like, Mm -hmm. no, I don't believe in this God. Like you have to be crazy Mm. to think that a God exists in a hurting world. And Mm -hmm. obviously now I see the opposite. It's because we live in a broken world due to sin Mm -hmm. that he is still continuing to make his way through his people to show his glory and reveal himself Mm -hmm. to us. But at the time, middle school, high school, where your brain is still being developed and you're <laughs> around people who will say, read this book. Mm. Yeah. I had that a time sounds... of questioning in college. So yes. I mean, and to be honest, I have weeks where I'm, I have to remind myself of the things that are true. Those mm-hmm. questions and those doubts come up. I think that's a real part of life. But I yeah. think God yes. is so faithful to meet us right, yes. right there. Yes, yes. And I think that like no matter where we are in our walk with Jesus, 
what I think is so beautiful about who God is, is that he doesn't force himself on us, right. mm-hmm. but he truly does. Like you said, he meets us where we are yeah. and he gives us what we need to know for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas looking back, I'm like, God, you were so gracious and not just like dragging me yes. and telling yes. me to where, it, I mean, I have a three-year-old and sometimes I'm like, girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you got to drag her. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Away from the candy. All right. Um, <laughs> and, and God is just so gracious and like, I'll wait. I love the verse that says, I stand at the door and knock. Mm-hmm. Yes. It shows his patience mm-hmm. for us, which yeah. is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jasmine, I just think it's incredible that our spiritual enemy, in a way, working through the choir teacher, which mm-hmm. shout out, I was in the choir. Love it. Uh, <laughs> I do. And I was not good ever yeah. at singing anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that you have this guy throwing books at you that are you know, slanderous of God and coming against what God already knew, you know, Mm -hmm. he was going to do. And I think it's just so cool to see now like the parallel of you got drawn to the word of God through the praying mom, through the Holy Spirit at work that Mm -hmm. he somehow drew you to himself. Like you're saying, he just as a loving, caring father Mm -hmm. that you were drawn to get a Bible Mm -hmm. and that Bible began the transformation of everything. Literally. And from, you know, the book of lies that you were reading and to the book of truth. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's like, boom, (laughs) drop the mic. That's a powerful testimony that Christ is enough and his word (laughs) is true. And we can look everywhere else in the world and your healing came through the word, through the Holy Spirit meeting you where you removed all the garbage, yeah. all the lies, all the garbage, all the secular, all the stuff. Not mm-hmm. that it's like a rule book of like follow this, yeah. you know, formula. But but that's what you've like had a desire suddenly to do. Yes. Yeah. Which I wish I could explain it, but I can't. And that's how I know it was the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because I was the opposite to where I was making fun of few yes. people who followed the Lord to where I was like, no, this is actually everything I needed and I didn't even know it. Yes. Right. And so I just wanted to speak just for a second, just to the listeners to say the Holy Spirit's so good and he wants to take us. Maybe we have had some drifting. We haven't had the, you know, full turnaround of doubt. Like, I don't think any of this is true, but you've mm-hmm. drifted in a way. And That's maybe a the, yeah. the, um, the Lord is saying, look, do what Jess did and just remove every distraction mm-hmm. and just pursue me. Yeah. Get away with me. Mm-hmm. I want to be your healer and your counselor and yeah. your truth. Because as you were speaking that, I just thought, man, we can all use just that soul cleansing to so and to bring more yeah. healing and more freedom yeah. from what the enemy is trying to do in our lives. So what happened? Jazz, like from that little skipping back to you're now being a healed person in college and getting uh, connected to God in a deeper way. Yeah. Where do we go from there? Yeah, that's where um, I actually did pick up one of Craig's books, The Christian Atheist. And that was the first book I ever read from him. And 
the last, the literal last page of the book, he talks about the three lines that you can cross as a Christian. Mm-hmm. The first is giving your life to Christ. The second is I'm starting to give, serve, things like that. And the third line that most people don't cross, which is giving until it hurts. Mm-hmm. And I remember then closing the book and being like, if I leave any kind of legacy, I want to leave a legacy of giving until it hurts. Mm-hmm. And then that's really then where my journey with Life Church started, where I then wanted to pursue an internship because I just wanted to be around a church where I was able to learn mm-hmm. spiritually, but also logistically how to do ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wherever then God called me after that, whether it be back to Arizona or back to New York. Uh, but within the interview process, I met my husband, mm-hmm. you know. Wasn't interested then. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he appeared. He, he, he appeared. We during had our the interview first, process? Literally during the interview uh-huh. process. Was yes. he interviewing you? That's my no, question. No, we were interviewing to be interns. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the okay. same intern class. And I mean, he'll laugh and, and tell you, I kind of joked with him. He looked like he took longer to get ready in the morning than I did. Oh. Like, he's definitely a pretty boy. <laughs> And I love him. And he is. And he is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. And so I also was at a point where I was like, you know, Jesus, like if it's just you and me for the rest of my life, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember our first date. He asked me out. I said no a couple times. And then uh, the third time he uh, asked me out. I remember being so nervous. I like went to Mandy and was like, does this look okay? Aww. Do I look fine? Uh. And um, he picked me up we went on a date dropped me back off and walked me up to the door I walked in and I remember sitting on the inside of the door um Mandy came over and she was like how was it and I was like it was good <laughs> with the, and I'm like with a little disappointed but I but I was excited and really nervous because that was yeah. then my first then other real like if we were going to pursue this yeah. this was then a new christian relationship that i was going to be in mm. and that was a little nerve-wracking yes. because yeah. i didn't want to repeat mm-hmm. um and yeah mandy i don't remember if it was that day or if it was like as we got closer to our wedding yeah where she was like i knew as soon as you walked in <laughs> that was it and uh and it was yeah, yeah. five years yeah. five years later almost five years later now yeah. um we've been through a whole lot together, mm-hmm. um, which has been really cool in the testament of like the way that God brings two like-minded people together. Mm-hmm. But we've been, we've also been through a lot together. Mm-hmm. We, I mentioned we have two kiddos and the one on the way, yeah. Yeah. even with our son, um, our son was born nine weeks early. I wound up actually not getting diagnosed with something called severe preeclampsia. And uh, I remember just going to the hospital for a typical checkup, and I was complaining about some heaviness and some breathing that I was really struggling to breathe and Mm. really dizzy and just Mm. a whole bunch of symptoms and uh, wound up going to labor and delivery to get tested for some things. Nothing was really shared, but they were like, we're going to transfer you just out of precaution. And um, they couldn't find Judah's heartbeat. Uh, in the middle of the night twice and then the doctor came in and was like we need to have him now Mm. for you and for him Mm. and so a few hours later we had the emergency c-section uh nine weeks early and 
I uh, remember being like on the operating table and thinking like, how did we get here? Mm. Yeah. Like at this point, we're like, I mean, we're working for Life Church. Mm-hmm. We love the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And literally still in that moment, I was like, God, why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we were faithful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we prayed mm-hmm. for this baby to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So how did we get here? And um, after I had him, after the C-section, I remember them bringing him over to me. And I didn't even have the energy to barely even like kiss him. Mm-hmm. And they wound up then right after cleaning him up, bringing him down to the NICU. And I was so sick that I wasn't able to see him for a few days. And mm. um, Blair was incredible of like taking mm. pictures and yeah. videos and stuff like that. But there was so much of like being scared for your baby, yeah. yes. but also like not being healthy enough and you're like you're scared for your own life yeah Mm -hmm. literally yeah and i i literally remember my blood pressure could they couldn't get it under control Mm -hmm. and i would dread the like blood pressure cuff to start going because Mm -hmm. i I just knew it was going to be high and i looked out the hospital window and i remember thinking like I'm just not going to make it out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I continue to ask God, like, why now? Mm-hmm. Like, I dreamt of this future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happening? And so Blair and we had family and um, friends and, and Amy Craig reached out and mm-hmm. prayed for us and for... Blair and I know you know that Mm -hmm. Um, and I just remember being like God whatever is to come like God is not done yeah and it was really difficult Mm -hmm. to process and go through but like I I knew I had to surrender it and even if I was angry (laughs) Mm -hmm. with the surrender Mm -hmm. um (laughs) And I even though that. I tried to, like, yeah, I was. <laughs> so honest, I was. and we've all been there. Yes. yes, and I tried to continue to pick it back up because I wanted some kind of like control, yeah. and I wanted yeah. some kind of an answer, and I honestly wanted someone to blame mm-hmm. because it's a lot easier to then point your anger at somebody and blame somebody mm-hmm. than it is to just sit and wonder, yeah, you know, what God is doing in it. You said whatever is to come. God is not done. Mm-hmm. And I think I need to hear that. And I think probably the people on the other side of yeah. these microphones need to hear that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's powerful. And it's so true. And how old is um, Judah? He's now two. He's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you clearly got out. He got <laughs> out. <laughs> yes, he did. Which like it, it was so wonderful not just having him home, but then 2020 happened Mm -hmm. and so he was supposed to be born as soon as really things started shutting down yeah um and so we even started to see like oh maybe god was protecting him or me or whatever Mm -hmm. by having him so early Mm -hmm. 
And so then 2020 happened and Mm -hmm. we were able to spend that time working from home. Mm -hmm. And that as difficult as 2020 was for so many of us, Mm -hmm. and it was hard, but I look back at that time and Blair and I just talked about this the other day, like it was also a sweet time Mm -hmm. because we got that time with him and we got that time with our daughter and we got to bond with them Mm -hmm. in a way that we may not have been able to. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. And the mystery of God, like you were talking about, how we don't always know how his hand is working, but we know it's always working. And it's just, I love thinking about it because he is so mysterious, but we also know that he is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, sometimes I actually get frustrated at it because I'm like, Lord, I know that you are working (laughs) and I don't see it. Yep. And I want to, mm-hmm. but there's also that part of control, right? Because yes. we're like, at least show me like a progress and if line. We saw it all, right? Yeah, a progress <laughs> line. Show me like, if are we at 20% there? <laughs> are we 50% there? But if we saw it all, that would take no faith. And we know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Exactly. So, yeah, I get That's it, it. But it's yes. also hard for my head and my heart to yes. like catch up. Exactly. Literally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, earlier you were talking about this beautiful relationship that you have with Blair and all that you've been through Mm -hmm. and how you wouldn't have that if you hadn't have had the boldness to listen to the Holy Spirit and get out of that other relationship. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about just begging God like to make a way, Mm -hmm. which clearly he did. You can go into that more if you want. Yeah. But I was just thinking of kind of those Red Sea moments, right? Like the Israelites are backed up. Oh my gosh. And they literally are like, what do we do? Where do we go? Oh my, How do we get out of here? So you literally saying that you don't even know. So oh. I remember being in Arizona when I applied for this internship mm-hmm. and remember driving to the Edmond location and literally feeling like this is my promised land, mm-hmm. that I had been in the desert for so long mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. God then made a way. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I am now making my way to the promised land, which was literally like not just meeting my husband, but having this like fruitful relationship with him Mm -hmm. where all of the time I spent praying, I'm now able to see the fruit of that labor. And so you even saying that, I'm like, literally, yes, that is what like when I recall even the first time landing in Oklahoma, I remember being like, God Mm -hmm. is bringing me to the promised land. That yeah. is so that I had longed cool. for. That is wow. amazing. Yeah. And isn't it amazing that like God will still love us stuck in our sin, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes, especially if someone struggles with authority or like, I have to do these rules to come to God. And it's like, no, he'll still love you stuck mm-hmm. in your sin, mm-hmm. but he wants so much more for you and yeah. he has so much more for you. Yeah. And it's like the letting go of what we thought would fill us and what we thought would bring us joy, hope, peace, Mm -hmm. letting go of that and truly like just engulfing ourselves. When Mm -hmm. we truly engulf ourselves in his presence and continue to submit to him, like that's when revelation happens. And that's when we do get to experience that stuff for the first time or the 77th time. Mm -hmm. Like we continue to experience that over and over again, which his consistency is so beautiful, even in the midst of our inconsistency. Oh, come on. You know? I'm thrilled that you brought up that point about, and you used the word engulf, but your absolute surrender to God. Mm. I, I think that is so important that you 
pointed that out because I think we could listen and go, now, how do we get, what steps do I need to take (laughs) to get to my promised land, to get where I can get out of this desert that I'm in? And Mm -hmm. like, there isn't a formula to it. And there's not a, you can think your way, you know, Mm -hmm. strategically on a sheet of paper (laughs) through it. Sometimes I wish that there was. You wish that there was. You wish you could just, but... It's that surrender to God, knowing that God can use anything. Mm -hmm. He can use just a thought that pops in your head, but he used a book, Mm -hmm. you know, when you read that. So he's using things and you couldn't have written that out on a sheet of paper to say, I'm going to read a book and it's going to show me the way. But you just gave yourself to the Lord Mm -hmm. and he's the one that made the path. And I think it's it's not even till hindsight sometimes mm-hmm. that we see like, oh, I had this random idea. And so I did it. And then like, look what God did. Yeah. And so I just had to stress like what you shared right there is the way because, you know, how we get freaked out. How am I going to find the right person for, you know, marriage? Yes. And how am I going to find the right job? Yes. How am I, and the how to's. It's like, just give yeah. yourself to God. Yes. Uh. Yes, Amy, because our situations are so different. Everybody listening, our situations are different, but the thing that is the same is when we completely surrender, God is faithful in revealing himself to us and what's next. And even if it's not in that moment, it's that trust of knowing that his timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of a waiting season, no matter how long that season is, Mm -hmm. we can still trust that his faithfulness will always come because it's who he is like he doesn't change yes and he orders our steps yes and you can Mm -hmm. make them many are the plans in our hearts Mm -hmm. god he's directing us we don't know how that works yep Mm -mm. yeah he does yeah so good Mm. what a testimony amazing thank Mm. you so what else can you tell us jasmine that we need to hear because this has all been so good Mm -hmm. i really appreciate i really appreciate that something that i think is probably like kind of looking back, you're like, oh, she probably struggled with maybe some like mental health because you had a lot of that like emotional and Mm -hmm. physical abuse. And that has been something that throughout my life I have. Mm -hmm. Um, I've struggled with a lot of depression, anxiety. And that's something that, you know, when you pray for something for so long and you're kind of just waiting for God to take it away. Mm -hmm. And then you have like glimpses of freedom from it. And then all of a sudden the enemy is like, do you remember Mm -hmm. when you struggled with this or when you had these thoughts Mm -hmm. or whatever? Depression and anxiety is something that continues to rear its ugly head Mm -hmm. that I'm continually fighting against. Mm -hmm. Um, Which first of all, Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Like, thank you for, oh, yeah, because it's such an epidemic. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not the only one. Right. So, thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. Like we've kind of talked about, like, there's so much freedom mm-hmm. in the, like, we're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. We're not alone in the things that we've struggled with. And mm-hmm. throughout this, like, mental health journey, I remember um, because I struggled with severe depression, I questioned. Like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. And got to a point where I didn't, where I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom walking in as I was attempting to take my own life. Wow. In high school? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom brought me to the hospital Mm -hmm. and naturally, you know, was on suicide watch and had therapists coming in and I'm so thankful for therapists. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I just, 
I look back on that time and see a girl who literally looked for something to fill a void yeah. mm-hmm. that could never fill a void. Mm-hmm. And even now, I don't have those thoughts. I don't have those desires anymore. Mm-hmm. But there are times where it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. Right. And there are days where I would rather sit in bed and do nothing Mm -hmm. than get out and do my mom duties or my household duties or whatever to take care of my family and take care of our house. Like there are days. Mm -hmm. But even though I have those days, that doesn't mean that God is not still good. Right. And I can look back and see as much as I was hurting and as much as I struggled and in all of that, even though I didn't recognize that God was mm-hmm. there, he was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my word for this year is faithfulness, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is why like, I probably used it a lot. But that's honestly what I just continue to see Mm -hmm. over and over again is just his faithfulness. When I didn't see it in the moment, I can look back and now see and know his faithfulness rings true. Yes, It rings true for me. It rings true for you. It rings true for all of us. And I think that like regardless of what it is that we face and how hard it is in the moment, Mm. we can recognize that in the moment that things are hard. Mm -hmm. But just because things are hard, we have to remember this isn't our eternal home. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this life isn't going to be perfect. Yeah. But we long for as followers of Jesus, the other side where we get to see him face to face and there will be no more suffering. There will be no more hurting. And while we're on this side of heaven, we can just give ourselves grace mm-hmm. yeah. and love each other deeply. It's mm-hmm. great. And we mm-hmm. don't grieve without hope. I mean, I think we've all done a lot of grieving lately, just with a lot of hurt and pain and darkness and brokenness that's in the world, or maybe it's in our own situations, whatever's going on, but just knowing like we don't grieve without hope. Yeah. Um, And as I listen to you and I see your life and I hear these stories, I just think, man, if I were the enemy, I would do exactly what he did, which Mm. was try to attack you as much as possible because of the gift and just God's hand. Mm-hmm. That is clearly on your life and not just how he designed you, but where he placed you from the beginning, mm-hmm. how he has just moved you to where you are now mm-hmm. and how much you are glorifying him in your mm-hmm. daily life and also in your job and also in your family. Mm-hmm. And so it shouldn't be surprising that he's not creative. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's what's annoying about him. Same so strategy yeah, over and is. over again. It is. And then, you know, hindsight 2020, but like he's not creative creative Mm-mm. and continuing to have that like being aware of triggers or being aware of emotions or thoughts now that we've kind of built up this experience mm-hmm. it's easier to then go to scripture or have songs worship songs as prayers that we didn't know how to pray yeah. mm-hmm. that we can consistently go back to when we start to feel at least that's what yeah. I've been doing like I've been here before yeah, yeah. yes and, and I I'm know not going to let you take me to where I was right yeah. and I'm not going to let you take me as far as you did the last time that's right because you don't have your way here mm. that's right yeah. that's so powerful your overcoming spirit I love the word faithfulness and I love that you already because you just look like so young to me I'm 
51 years old <laughs> and I'm going, girl, you're just getting started in understanding the faithfulness of God. Mm. It is. Yeah. My confidence is off the charts now from understanding the faithfulness of God. And so the rest, the rest oh, yeah. in God, giving yourself grace and resting in him, mm-hmm. the ability to do that because you just see, yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to do it again. He's yeah. going to be faithful again. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you said whatever is to come. I'm going to come back to that. Yes, whatever. Whatever is to come, God is not done. And so as we wrap up, Jazz, we would just love if you would give us all, you've already given us so much great stuff, but just a final word of whatever it is that you just really want to bring home and have everyone here. Yeah. Um, I would love to share something that my mom actually challenged me to do. she told me to create this like anthem playlist on my phone Mm -hmm. to where it's something that I listen to in the morning that is like worship songs, Mm -hmm. heart cries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To really help me as I put on my armor for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, That has made such a difference in even how I start my days. When I put on the armor and when I listen to that anthems playlist, uh, but the the thing as I was praying actually last night of like, God, what is it? Like, what is this final thing of encouragement? Mm-hmm. I My first tattoo is on my arm mm-hmm. and it says, be still and fear not, the battle is not yours. Mm-hmm. And I remember going through a lot of that healing journey when I was in grad school and remembering and, and being reminded that everything that I'm facing now and will face in my life none of this battle is mine to fight mm. nonetheless on my own yes and so if i can be still mm. and listen and not rush and not fight on my own mm-hmm. then as god carries me i'll not just see his faithfulness but i'll see his goodness in it all amen that's beautiful come on oh the anthem song list, I have to know, this is your opportunity to give us your resource. <laughs> What's your anthem song right now? Like, do you have the song right now? Yes, I do. It's Heart of the Father mm-hmm. by Ryan Ellis. Oh, I, I don't know if I know that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Oh, it is so, so good. It's so good. We're all going to go download it right now. <laughs> Heart of the Father. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I love yeah. it. Awesome. Jazz, thank you for blessing us with your life. We're so grateful. Yes, that's really kind of you to say. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I'm so honored that I got to be here. Okay, now, don't you just want to be her friend? (laughs) Y'all, as always, you can find all of the resources mentioned linked in the conversation notes. You can also subscribe for free wherever you like to stream, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. And we'd love to connect with you on Instagram at The Messy Table Podcast. Y'all, last but not least, as you head back into your day and into your week, don't forget, yes, life is messy, but God is at work in your mess.